what's the profanity um uh there there's no there are no guidelines on profanity in the show <laughs> oh you thank god okay so you want. <laughs> shit went crazy thank god jesus okay I'd like to make this water wine, but it's impossible. I've got to get these dishes dry. A little more Jarvis Cocker for you. I'll run out of pulp quotes eventually, but I'm Justin Jarrett. This is episode two of Dishes How We Do It. So thanks for coming back, or if you're here for the first time, you must be a pillow fan. We've got Adrian Kotz of One Fresh Pillow on the show this week, and we had a fantastic conversation we dished about the dishes, of course, but we talked about much, much more. And uh, as you know from the intro, the little tease, uh, we got a little profane, especially on her end. Uh, if you follow her on Twitter, you know she's a riot and she's very outspoken. And that was not any different here on the podcast. We chatted about all kinds of things and she was quite open. Uh, we talked a little bit about the way we grew up and uh, you know what we've learned along the way, uh, as well as a few tips about doing the dishes. So um, plenty of politics in here. If that's not your jam, just hit that skip 30, skip 30, skip 30 until you hear us talking about the Amana dishwasher or whatever and uh, move on. No big deal. We don't have to agree. We have plenty of common ground. Uh, we both have to do the dishes. So don't sweat the small stuff. Hope you enjoy our conversation. And uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us. Try to get more folks uh, listening. Let's dish. Let's tell the folks a little bit about One Fresh Pillow and um, and how it relates maybe to that other fascist pillow company you might know oh, about. God bless. <laughs> okay, so let's take it back. Um, we, how far do I go? Do you want me to start I, with I like don't even pillows? Know. I don't even oh, know. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll try to be quick. This is going to, how long is your podcast, Justin? It's as long as it needs to be, but I do have to get in the school pickup line at 2.15. So. Oh, we got we this. We have an okay. hour. Okay, we're good. Okay, I can do this. Okay, so my husband um, is a licensed massage therapist. He decided to go back to school for that later on in life. Um, did it like nights after his full-time job. We all worked very hard. It was expensive and we're poor. It cost us a lot of money. And Addison was young at the time. And so it was a big commitment for our family, but he really felt strongly about wanting to make that kind of career change in his life. So he was like 45 at the time. Like we're, we're not young, especially him. Um, but like he was 45 and made a career change and it was a really big deal. Um, and so we, you know, he did the massage therapy thing after he started working on clients for a while, realized that people are sleeping on horrible pillows. Fast forward to us figuring out every pillow on the market sucks. We're going to have to design our own. So 2016, we decide we're going to start this pillow company and we have been toiling away in anonymity since then. We, th there were times where if we would sell one pillow a month, we would cheer like, <laughs> like it's been a long road to get to this point. Um, and finally, thanks to Twitter, swear to God, Twitter is amazing. Finally got on Twitter last year, people started seeing us on there. By May of 2020, so we've been in business since June of 2016, 
May of 2020 was the first time that we were not negative for the month. Like pillow sales paid for the storage fee we were having to pay to store all the pillows for the first time in May of 2020. So that was huge for us. Yeah, massive. And then, yeah. And so like we slowly started getting to the point where we had like a little bit more sales every month, a little bit more, a little bit more traction. Um, And the whole time, I'm on Twitter running my mouth like <laughs> that. It's just like, that's what I do. And, and <laughs> my husband's a lucky man. I can, I can vouch. This is what she does. <laughs> but it's fun. I'm fun. It, it is delightful. I'm like a cool mom. Um, so that's how you got me. Uh, right? I mean, Lauren Huff gets a, a, an assist, but um, you know, I came in with a snarky response about why should I get a pillow subscription and you put me in my place. And, and like, uh, by the end, bitch. I was like, ooh, I'm buying a pillow. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks for, for getting me set up for May when you get them back in stock. Uh, mine is holding up just fine, but I'll, I'll be looking forward to a new one in May. Thank so. you. Happy to give you uh, that VIP service. That's um, right. So we have always been by we, I mean me, have been outspoken <laughs> politically. Um, royal we. <laughs> the royal we. Um, and it took a little convincing for Aaron because he wanted to make sure that we're not alienating people with our political views. But then we both talked about it and we said, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I don't want your money if you're an asshole anyway. Well, so the like, reality is you're, you're alienating people by, by being silent too. Um, it's just a different group of people. And which one would you rather have in your corner? I would rather, I would rather have the customers that I want to have. I don't have patience for the bullshit at all. So we decided we're going to be vocal and you know what? We may never be a contender, a big contender in the pillow market, but at least we'll be able to sleep at night. <laughs> but, uh, you know we love puns on dishes how we do it uh, um it. but but the uh the plot twist was that uh there happened to be a, a very popular fascist pillow company that was advocating to overthrow the government at the same time that he's been a beautiful you, that you were speaking out on the other side and uh, a beautiful thing happened he's been a beautiful foil for us <laughs> I, I could not have asked for a better setup than Mike Lindell because, you know, January 6th is when things got serious for everyone, I think. Um, watching what happened at the Capitol, watching it be stormed, watching Trump come on Twitter and say, you're, you're beautiful, I love you, to oh these God. people who are literally tearing down our democracy and shortly thereafter, when the National Guard troops were finally allowed to go in and do their jobs, right. no thanks to Trump, um, the, the photos of the National Guard's men and women sleeping on the floor of the rotunda in the Capitol building were circulating. And great followers on Twitter said, hey, you know, you guys should do something. You yeah. should send them pillows which that's the least of their concerns is like right. carrying around my five pound pillow on their backs while they're defending the Capitol. It, it is a hefty pillow. It is beefy. <laughs> she, she thick. Um, so I, on Twitter, again, Twitter, Twitter, tweet, tweet. I said, hey, if anyone happens to have a connection to the DC National Guard, let me know. Justin, yeah. with my tiny, I had 6,000 followers, less than 6,000 followers at that point. It's so lame that I keep up with it, but whatever. Um, 
within an hour, I had someone that replied and said, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm your guy. His name's Jeff Galzinis. We're like friends now. His wife, Emily, had been following us. She saw the tweet and told him, hey, go reply to this lady. We sleep on their pillows. And he's like, I had no idea, but okay. <laughs> um, and so he's with the DC National Guard. He was not with the, the members that were in the Capitol, but he is with a group that's on an airfield. They're helicopter pilots and maintainers right outside of DC. And so we were able to send up a bunch of stuff, you know, a hundred of our travel pillows, 30 of our regular pillows, 30 of our sleep masks, uh, which was about, it was like $4,000 worth of inventory for us, which is a lot. Um, But we wanted to contribute in some way. It, It felt like sending this donation and showing these members of the National Guard that we support them and we're here for them and we appreciate their service and sacrifice. And I'm not like a patriotic, like, whoo, military person. Um, but, but in this that's moment, why we have them. Like, hello. that's exactly why they exist. Yes. It's not to, to go start wars all over the world. It's to protect us at home when the time comes. Absolutely. And they were doing such important work. And so we were excited to to be able to support them while they're, you know, supporting our country and people responded really beautifully to it. So that's how we went from, you know, 6,000 followers to 9,000 followers in a couple of weeks. And then Mike Lindell, (laughs) every time that man does something stupid, which is a lot, uh, more people would find us on Twitter because we are the opposite of him in every way. I'm cute. (laughs) My husband is super sexy and we're not trying to overthrow the government like uh, that. These are the facts of these are the facts of our pillow life. So it, on January 18th, he had been that weekend in the White House with his papers about martial law spelled incorrectly because <laughs> he's an idiot. They're good martial law. <laughs> martial like Paw Patrol Marshall. Like, what are you doing? Um, so that things went nuts. We got a couple of retweets that were really huge. Jessica Huseman retweeted something about us, you know, not even being interested in a light bit of treason within <laughs> another like two days. This is a great I, tag, by the way. That's a great tag. Um, then I don't know if you even knew this. We made the front page of Reddit, like the whole, like, oh yeah, That's... made the entire front page of Reddit because um, someone asked again on Twitter, what do you think about fascism and i did like a little uh (laughs) mic 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 check uh i fucking hate it and that made the front page of reddit so yay for vanity reddit will make or break you as the hedge funds know (laughs) we were lucky reddit has been benevolent to us Um, you want to stay on the right side of the redditors for sure they, they can ruin you they can so yeah within um within four hours between five o'clock and nine o'clock uh we sold through three months of inventory wow just phenomenal i mean great story um obviously the personality you put out out there on twitter is is what made me uh come to you as one of the very first people i reached out to when i got this ridiculous idea bless um, your heart to talk about washing the dishes with people so uh so let's dish um What's your what's your overall relationship status with the dishes? Uh, we we it's love we hate, love hate. Yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated. So, um, I'm glad my husband is not in here to completely tell on me, but I will be <laughs> truthful in that. 
he does more. He for sure does more of the cooking. Definitely does more of the cleaning in the kitchen. However, I, I don't know if it is because he didn't grow up with a dishwasher or because he didn't grow up with a mom who was a complete psycho like mine. <laughs> but when he loads the dishwasher, it's like an alien has come down from another planet who has never seen a dishwasher before and tries to load a dishwasher. <laughs> it, it, it defies all logic. I, I don't understand. And he's the one that's loading it usually. And bless, I love him. He's wonderful. But it makes no sense. I go it's like in, the Rachel Dratch character with the arm coming out of her head. <laughs> I don't know that reference. What is that? Who was that? SNL. It was oh, SNL. Rachel yes. Dratch. Okay. She had like an arm, baby arm coming out of her head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I'm like, honey, like, I, but I don't say anything. I'm at least the wife that like, he loaded the dishwasher. And I'm so appreciative because really he is a wonderful husband and helpful around the house. Good job, he, baby. He's great. <laughs> But you know, my ass goes in there after he loads the dishwasher and I rearrange everything because it's just a travesty. Um, so yeah, I, I sent you some photos. You did, of you did. A properly um, loaded dishwasher. Yeah, I, I was still disappointed in that. That nine by nine was taking up way too much real okay, estate. Okay, but here's way the thing. Too much. I, I get it, but here's the thing. I've learned, I learned this later on in life. You know, my mom had the mentality of growing up, our dishwasher was the kind that you would... Um, you would wheel it over to the sink uh, yes. and like hook it up to the sink. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I, I grew up like super poor. Like I lived in a double wide trailer. Like, yeah, I, I grew up on a farm in rural Kansas where it wasn't quite, we didn't have that, but um, certainly we, we were poorer than I realized at the time. We, yeah, it was not, <laughs> we were very fortunate. I was never hungry. Um, but, but we were not wealthy people, but yes, back in the day, wheeling the portable dishwasher over and my mom was a just militant housekeeper and you had to load, you had to rinse everything before you put it in the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. So it's like wash pre-rinser. You got to pre-rinse. It was a, it was wash before washing situation and, and everything had to be organized perfectly. And her goal was just to put the most shit in there that you could. Um, and a, a, a person that I know said, you know, we just run the dishwasher every night, whether it's full or not. And that blew my mind because yeah. I didn't realize you could. I yeah. didn't realize that was allowed. You know, I saw a tweet the other day and you may have seen it too, because we know you're very extremely online as far as Twitter goes, like I am, but um, it, it was referencing the same thing. And it was, it was actually someone referencing their mental health and their therapist and um, their therapist's advice was run the dishwasher twice. Run it and twice. I read I it and I was like, holy crap. Like I can see that changing someone's life. Just that perspective that like, who cares? Just run it again. It's still yep. dirty. Run it again. Yeah, I did. I saw that tweet, run it twice. And it it's that kind of like, allow yourself. The fact that running a dishwasher twice or running a dishwasher when it's not full is like literally self-care for some people, but like, it's helpful to me. It's like, okay, I don't have to wait until everything, because by the time, if you don't run the dishwasher when it's not completely full, then by the time you have enough stuff to fill it, you've also got too much stuff yes. to go in it. And so you it's like, now I'm gonna have overestimate shit how much space is left, always. Yeah, yeah. so I, I understand your nine by nine criticism, but at the same time, 
I reject that criticism <laughs> because I have a valid reason for it. Also, our dishwasher is horrible. We yes. need a new dishwasher. We've resorted to running it on the heavy cycle every time. Yeah, um, that's no good. It takes too long and uses so much water. I know, but like, we're just not where yeah. I just can't pull the it's a trigger. bad situation. Yeah, it still works. And I can't pull the trigger on a new one yet. Um, well, once we get a sponsor who provides free dishwashers to all our guests, we'll have you back on the show for that a second. That sounds amazing. Who, what <laughs> brand? Like Bosch? Are we talking like Bosch here? I, I have no idea. Any any uh, dishwasher uh, impresarios out there listening to the show? Um, Bosch is you know, the way could, to do it. We could bring in some big time guests to talk about dishing. I like it. I like it. I, <laughs> I, uh, I teased this with you. I'm going to tell you my story about um, repairing my dishwasher by myself. Yes. And then how I later on broke it anyway. So I did our handle on the dishwasher just stopped working. And so I don't, we were having to like pull it open with our hands because we couldn't use the handle. And so finally I was like, enough is enough. And I, you know, being from a poor household with a very handy father, I know how to fix stuff. Like I'm, yes. I'm hanging light fixtures. I'm Improvisational putting, ingenuity. I got this. <laughs> but I, I did it a little bit better than he did, which I got the right part. I didn't try to fix it with like duct tape and like random pieces of plastic. Bailing wire. Yeah, I got. My dad once re relaced my be uh, my baseball glove with bailing wire before a game. No lie. Oh my god, that's incredible. My my dad would one hundred percent do that. Um, so I ordered the handle off of Amazon, and I took the dishwasher apart, replaced the handle, worked like a charm. Opening, closing. It was beautiful. Not much longer after that, I was in the kitchen loading up the dishwasher. The door was open. I forgot it was open and walked like kind of backwards away from the sink, tripped on the dishwasher, stepped on the door. <laughs> and so now to open it, we have to like like you go sprung. to close it and you have to like do like a little yeah, shimmy a little shimmy to the side a little shimmy to get it to close and it's like god dang it you, you sprung know? it oh man that's Stepped on it. it's a miracle i didn't just completely you bust step on ass. it again so you can get it on one, the other man. side i guess i don't know <laughs> i know so you are ms pillow you are you're twitter famous now and and uh i am mrs pillow that's true. Mrs. Pillow. True. Um, you're yeah. Mrs. Pillow and, and you're at least Twitter famous, if not more famous at this point. And uh, I, I think you have to feel uh, a certain type of way about that. <laughs> it is very, very weird. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like it's very bizarre, especially because it's not like it, it, I mean, you've, you've followed me on Twitter for a long time. So yeah. you have seen the days when I had, you know, 3000 followers. <laughs> you were there in August when like, let's put this in perspective, August, I tried to get to 4000 followers by my 40th birthday. <laughs> I was going to give stuff away. I was like begging, like, please give, give this Twitter account a little bit more uh, credibility. I couldn't even hit 4000 followers. And I was giving things away. So to go from yeah. that slow grind of I didn't really even start using Twitter that much until around this time last year. So to go from like 500 followers then 
slowly creep up to a few thousand over the course of nine months and then have our following grow so much in the past month. It hasn't even been a month. It was January 18th. Yeah. What's the profanity? Um, uh, there, there's no, there are no guidelines on profanity in the show. <laughs> oh, you thank God. Okay. So you want. <laughs> shit went crazy. Thank God. Jesus. Okay. So January 18th, I've got like 9,000 followers and I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, 9,000. Like this is insane. To go from 9,000 to 25,000 with, it wasn't even 12 hours. And now I'm at 43 or something and it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. Your and mentions must be ridiculous. Like, oh God, don't get me started. I don't want to like call anyone out, but I, I did have fucking a patent attorney like DM'd me and was like, um, hey, just like reviewing your pillow information. And uh, it's, I don't even, I honestly don't remember what he said, but he like gave me a bunch of like IP information and then was like, not, not providing you legal counsel, by the way. And I'm like, you literally just gave me legal counsel <laughs> in a DM on Twitter. Like, what are you? What are you doing? So yeah, that's... it's a, it's a weird place, but it's man, what it's what a cool place. I mean, uh, Spencer, who I don't even know except through Twitter, is moving to Tallahassee, and I connect him to you, and the next thing we know, he's got a a lead on a whole bunch of great apartments that will accommodate his golden retriever. So whoever tells you Twitter is a, a vast landscape of death and doom, it, it's not true. There's so much goodness there. I love Twitter. And again, only been really using it for a year, but that's the thing that I love is the connection of it. Like I've become friends with you uh, earlier today. I did a zoom with another Twitter friend that I've made. He is a first grade teacher in Arizona and I have appeared on zoom for his class two different times today. I read a book um, and it's like legitimate friendships I've formed yes. because of Twitter and I I love it like yes there are some jerks on there and whatever but like <laughs> for the most part we're so fortunate because I I hardly ever have to deal with someone being rude to me like it's very 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 rare um it's I, I don't get it I don't know why people are so down on it I I guess I'm just very like hashtag blessed <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And and it also, I mean, I think you and I would both agree that it is uh, the number one way we stay informed about what's really happening in the world. I mean, you get unfiltered, you know, news and, and, and uh, insight from places that, you know, voices you can't hear anywhere else. It, it's really pretty remarkable. It is. And the, the speed, I think, is so fascinating the speed in which you can be informed because you know my husband Aaron he's not on Twitter I live on it I mean I've got notifications I've, I've got it all I'm on it 24 7 and he's not on it so I'll see something at seven in the morning and then at, at bedtime that night he'll be looking at like Facebook or Google News I don't know yeah. and he's like oh honey did you hear this thing and I'm like girl <laughs> That was 12 that was, hours ago. I was going to say 12 hours exactly. 12, oh, yeah, that was like 12 hours ago. I've, uh, yeah, there's been all kinds of development since then. A yeah, Facebook and then it'll, post. Like, it'll get to Facebook like five Thank days later. Thank you, algorithm. <laughs> like five days later, it's finally on Facebook, and your friends are like, oh, my gosh, did you hear? I'm like, oh, 
Yes, everyone knows. Get on Twitter. Now, y'all have kids, right? We have one. We have one, one daughter. Child. Her name's one child. Addison. She's 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have 10 and 7, so, you know, I can relate to a little bit to the 11-year-old, but uh, you cannot relate to the uh, the two-on-two on, two on two thing. That's a different different ballgame. Well, I can vicariously because I'm I'm the oldest of what turned into four daughters for my dad. So I'm 40 and my sister, Melissa is 37. We have the same parents. And then my dad and mom divorced, dad remarried a much younger woman. And so now we've got my sister and I, the original two, and then we've got a younger (laughs) half sister who is 15. Yeah, And then we've got a younger half sister who is 11. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she's only she's only six months older than our daughter so and she's I, Addison's I, aunt <laughs> yeah it's so funny and they're like best buddies it's the cutest thing like they grew up together like it's so cute it's like, um, it's like uh don't be a menace when his dad is older than him <laughs> <laughs> or he's older than his dad he's going out and his dad's like uh all right well don't be out too late <laughs> it's so funny like we're a legit modern family so like it's on top of which my stepmom is from Mexico. So like my dad, it's all, it's all women. It's like my dad, my stepmom, who's younger than me, by the way, she's three <laughs> years younger than me. So it's, it's my dad who's just like, you know, white, like country guy. Can I put this in the show? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, it's my dad and his Mexican wife who is young. And then me and my daughter, Addison, and then my sister has two kids and her husband is half Japanese. And so her kids, we're like the only like boring white people in our family. It's so sad. Um, well, you're definitely not boring. Uh, yes, but like ethnically, we're just like super boring. Um, so we've got my sister, her gorgeous, like, you know, almond eyes, dark haired babies. And then my dad and his two young ones and then I've got my daughter who's like super blonde and blue-eyed like me and then my dad will be the one man with us so like it, back in the day if we all went to the mall together forget about it like you are getting the weirdest stares people <laughs> think that it's just like they can't figure it out it's like what is this man They're doing like- is that a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses or something? It's, it's like polygamy has come to town. Like they just cannot. It's really fun. Honestly. And the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And then and then I <laughs> and then I call my stepmom mommy because that's what all the girls call her. <laughs> so people are like, what the fuck is happening here? Anyway, that's my family. This is going to be a totally different episode than the Jared Orton episode. It's not about pillows. It's not about baseball. It's about my modern family. Are you a top or a bottom? I'm sorry. I said it with a straight face. Do you load the top or the bottom first? And then do you unload the top or the bottom first? I had to see your reaction to top or bottom. I was like, what are you asking me? This is a very different podcast than I was told. We're out here now. Um, no, so loading, I don't have a preference because we kind of load as we go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll pull out the bottom which, rack. Which is great, in. but also leads to a lot of rearranging later. No, not if you put them in the right place. Yeah, but sometimes you're like, ah, crap, this thing can only go in that place. So now I got to move those things to their number two place. You got to go it's through okay. your progressions. 
I don't, I don't mind. I'm going to, I'm going to be super truthful and tell you like the dishwasher was loaded and then I went to take a picture of it to send to you. And I was like, mm, that's not right. And I rearranged no, something. <laughs> of course like, you did. All these white bowls need to be together. Like, wait, no, 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 no. This is not optimal. I, I got to I gotta go back no, to the drawing No, board. I need some aesthetics going on here. So, so, so like, yeah, you're kind of haphazard like, in loading, but. Loading, because I know, like, I know where everything goes. It's fine. It's the unloading. There's a method to unloading. You can't fuck with it. You open it you do the silverware first okay because we've got that it's in the door you take the silver out you do that next up bottom out because you want to like ours doesn't dry super well another downside of it being older if you take that top part out first and that's where i put on my glasses it's like little dips and stuff in the glasses i'll have yes. water in them All so the, then water the water dumps down up on your bottom tray yep. no you gotta like bottom rack out first unload from there then do the top rack last yeah i think i agree on that um uh i usually do silverware last though for some reason um or i outsource it to the children uh i'm like here do the silverware while i'm unloading the rest yeah if they're we around have- so yeah, we've gotten Addison to start, um, you know, being comfortable with unloading the dishwasher. She does a great job putting things away. Um, and, and I'm one of those parents that like, if she puts something in the wrong place, eh, so be it. at least, you know, she, she yeah. got in there just like with Aaron with loading it. Sure, it looks yeah. insane, Good but job, you buddy. did it. You did Good it. Job, and I, I appreciate you. Well, we've got a weird dynamic there because our seven-year-old is super independent, super perceptive wants to be in the middle of everything and she would absolutely unload the dishwasher, but it's also dangerous. But the 10 year old who is perfectly capable could not tell you where a single item is in our kitchen. Like not a clue. Just, He's just totally oblivious to where things are kept. Like if you told him, get a bowl, buddy, he would be like, what? See, where? I, I don't want to, I don't want to perpetuate a stereotype, but the fact that you said he it's yeah. kind of a clue there. There's there's definitely a gendered situation happening here. But you have to understand, we live in a very non-traditional gender role house where my wife is the breadwinner, and um, you know, I'm the I'm Mr. Mom, and uh, I do all the dishes. So yeah. Um, so he's not getting that. Uh, I don't. That's think not it's, being socialized into him. It, it has to be hardwired. It is. I, I don't <laughs> think it's a socialized thing. I think that it's the fact that just for whatever reason, boys mature a little bit slower yeah, yeah. than girls do. So uh, it's also that's... their personality types. She is, mm-hmm. she doesn't miss a thing and he is totally unaffected in yeah. his own thing. So, but I love that you have, it sounds like your household is very similar to ours in that um, Aaron and I, pillows don't pay the bills for us yet we both still have jobs I Uh I don't like make that widely known but um but I I'm the breadwinner for sure and Aaron is definitely the he he cooks way more he cleans way more um and so Addison sees that with us I'm the one that I mean she'll straight up tell me she's like yeah mommy you're a workaholic like she (laughs) Addison she knows what's going on around here (laughs) she gets it I'm also a workaholic, but it's like covering local sports and uh, starting stupid podcasts. So you that's know, important. Do you really count it as work? Um, <laughs> it's one of those if you love what you do things. And yes, you do work, but but it's definitely a different dynamic. Um, well, with the crazy schedule, I mean, you're, you're still working full time breadwinner. Um, you know, when you do have time to do the dishes, is it uh, what time of day are, are you uh, are you dishing? <laughs> 
so we're like, I, I need like nine hours of sleep. Um, I, I just, I've, I've realized that, um, I, I love sleep. My body is just attuned to lots of sleep. So we're in bed by nine every night. I'm asleep now. I no wonder I, you miss all my texts. <laughs> I, uh, we're in bed by nine. We'll watch some TV together and, um, Shit's Creek. Oh yeah. But by 1030, by 1030, headphones are in my ears and I am listening to an episode of shit episode of Shit's Creek to go to sleep. Last night it was season four, episode seven, the picnic, <laughs> um, no, the barbecue anyway. Um, so I'm doing dishes fairly early, like Aaron cooks dinner and I'm in there doing dishes. If we haven't watched Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy, which we're not watching Jeopardy as much now that yeah, Alex is gone. RIP. It's not the same. Um, so I'll be doing dishes at like seven. And uh, oddly enough, it's one of the few times that I can disengage and not be doing something work related, either my job or pillow business. And so I'll put my AirPods in and I will either listen to a podcast or I'll have a TV show going um, on my phone. And so it's kind of nice um, to just have that little bit to, to disconnect. And Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I listen to podcasts a lot too while I'm doing the dishes. Um, sometimes I put it on Alexa. Sometimes I've got it in my ears, but um but uh hopefully some people will soon be doing the dishes while listening to this podcast so that would be pretty cool little so there will little meta twist there so it's totally gonna happen because i I mentioned i uh i was on a zoom earlier with my buddy ben that i met on twitter reading for his first grade class and i told him before i started reading the book it was just he and i on the zoom and i said yeah i'm gonna be on a recording with my friend Justin later it's his new podcast dishes how we do it and he was like on his phone immediately he's like I need to subscribe because that's what I do he loves washing dishes and he said that's when I listen to my podcast and I was like oh my I god so shout it. out Mr. Ben well you- the 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 beauty of it is I was listening to a podcast and doing my dishes when I got the idea for this podcast. And uh, actually, I made a tweet at the time that uh, doing the dishes after the after the family has gone to bed should be an Olympic sport because it is so hard to do it quietly enough to not wake anyone up. Oh, my God. But um, but our, our new house is a little bigger. It's a little easier. But that got me thinking about it. I was like, I started thinking about, you know, the way, like, I wonder if other people do the dishes late at night or do they do them in the morning? And then I'm like, I unload the top rack first, but Adrian obviously unloads the bottom rack bottom. first. And I, d- I just started thinking about it as like this jumping off point to have a conversation and where it might take you and how relatable it was that, you know, no matter what you do all day, whether you, you know, dig ditches or sell pillows and tweet or, uh, you know, run a baseball team that's doing crazy new things like Jared Horton from the Savannah Bananas, who was the other first person I reached out to. Uh, at the end of the day, you still got to come home and do the dishes and you still think you do it better than anyone else. And so just the prospect of talking to people through that lens just was fascinating to me and just weird enough to work as like a niche podcast. <laughs> I, I love it. Number one, I love the title. Like, if that's you're where, of a certain that's age, really where it started it's just how we do like you're singing exactly. it you, i mean well done this well done we do it. Da, 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 da. i mean <laughs> this is incredible like it's a beautiful title and i i love the like the commonality that it brings to people and it's like 
it's a hot topic, but with no. Uh, there are like no stakes. Yes, no. I was going to say no consequences, but I meant no stakes. You can really get into it, but at the yeah. end of the day, you're not going to like hate someone because they right. don't like unload the top rack of their dishwasher. Right, and, and that's kind of a great lesson for where we are as a country, isn't it? I mean, like at the end of the day, a lot of the things that we disagree on are so minor, and um, you know, we we ultimately all kind of want the same things. We just have different ideas about how to get there. But we throw the baby out with the bathwater sometimes over the stupidest stuff. Um, so hopefully we can start to find that common ground again, whether it's doing the dishes or, uh, you know, getting people health care. <laughs> oh, man, you would you would think that getting people health care would be a, a, a common goal, common goal that that's where I start falling off. I, I don't see myself as I'm not liberal politically or not leftists where the things that I care about aren't politics. The things that I care about are basic human rights. And the fact right. that these basic human rights have turned Same. political is just beyond me. Like the, the minimum wage conversation right? beyond comprehension for me. Everyone's, a, everyone's a, an economist all of a sudden. They're it, like, oh, ridiculous. I got all the, the economic knowledge of what that's going to do. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, it, it, economics are so complex and, and we try to boil it down to such simple concepts and it doesn't work like that. The, you know, there's always the Big Mac example, right? Like, oh, congratulations, Big Macs are going to cost $14 now. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you listen to uh, the Midas Touch podcast. Um, it's great. It's these brothers, Ben and Brett and um, Jody. Yes, I hope I didn't mess his name up. All I need is uh, another podcast. Jordy. Jordy, Ben and Brett and Jordy. And um, they were talking about this on one of their recent episodes. And I think Brett said that in Denmark or something, I'm totally messing this up, but he had the, the facts and figures. In Denmark, if you work at McDonald's, you get paid $24 an hour. You get six weeks vacation a year. You get a year I haven't year made off. $24 an hour in my life. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I do for freelance work, but like, it, it's like a hundred dollars here and one hundred fifty dollars there. Right. It's not a paycheck. Right. But these people are working at McDonald's. They're making twenty four dollars an hour. They are getting six weeks of paid vacation. They're getting a year of paid maternity or paternity leave. They're getting health care. Guess how much their Big Mac costs in comparison to ours in the U.S. Same. Less. <laughs> I think ours is like five something and theirs is like four something. So the whole, all these talking points are founded in untruths of, and why do you, why do you care? Don't you want to see other people do better? I, I don't understand the whole idea of wanting someone else to suffer because you had to suffer. Yeah. Like I, I want things to be better for other people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it's like, and that goes back to like the Black Lives Matter police brutality thing. It's like, we don't want you to start killing them. We want you to stop killing us. You know, like it's, it's, uh, it, I don't understand it, how people uh, lack empathy entirely and, and are just totally um, hard headed that they, they can't change their beliefs, like it, that it will somehow be an, uh, uh, an affront to them if they admit that they're wrong about something and change. Like, it's okay to learn and, and adapt to, to what you see in the world, you know? 
Absolutely. And I, I feel like education and not just like a, an education. I was in school way too long. Um, I've got three degrees and, and they've served me well, but the more important education I think people can get is a global education and an interpersonal education. The more that you meet people that aren't like you, the more that you interact with people that aren't like you, the more you learn about other cultures and other experiences, um, the more humanity you will see in others and the more understanding you'll want to be, the more helpful you'll want to be to them. A great example for me is, you know, growing up in a rural community, I was born in 1980. Um, and so when I was young, it was the AIDS epidemic. It was the, you know, dehumanization of the homosexual community and a lot of fear mongering based around them. And the first gay person I knew was Ellen. Ah, yeah. And, and seeing her on TV made me think, oh, like, I don't understand what there is to be right. you just afraid had this, of or scared you, you, you just of. had this like boogeyman picture of, of gay people. Yeah. So Ellen, you know, kind of broke through that barrier a little bit for me as a young person. And then later on, as tried as it may seem, Will and Grace, uh, being able to see Will and Jack and see that there is a, a whole world of different <laughs> people within the gay community. And it's not just one particular type of, of person. Um, that again, because where I was from, I didn't have anyone that was out that right. I could see as an example in my own community. So seeing them on television did that for me. And I think now that we have social media, people are so quick, like we spoke before, people are quick to demonize social media and say, oh, it's so terrible. And, and we, now we have cancel culture and now none of us can get along. And now we have all of these horrible aspects of social media. And I disagree because I think that it gives us the ability to connect with people. Number one, we can see people that are different from us. And that again is, is educating you from a, a human perspective, but then also people that feel different. A young kid in bumfuck wherever who is like oh gosh I think I'm gay and I'm the only gay child or person within a 500 mile radius right. they can go online and find a community and right. realize that there are people that love them and will support them and I think that's a beautiful part of social media and what it can do a lot of people don't use it well. A lot of people use it for horrible things, but they are horrible and broken people. And I yeah. think that the more people that we have in the world who want to uplift and support everyone, you know, we're going to be better off. And I think ultimately social media can do that if you're using it to not start a riot at the Capitol because you're an <laughs> orange man with a small penis. <laughs> Do you think he's ever done the dishes? No. no, 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 chance, right? <laughs> never, never. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Right. right. I mean, honestly, never in his life. You can't relate to, to having more dishes than you can fit in the dishwasher or, or, you know, having to hand wash the, the cast iron skillet and you can't use soap. I no. mean, he, he has no idea. No idea. And, and that's why he can't relate to people and relate on a, on a human right. level and like today saw our adorable president and first lady <laughs> walking around on the grounds and Joe's Jill's done the dishes. 
Joe's done the dishes. Joe's done the. Joe was a single. Joe. Joe was a widower. Yeah, he was. Joe's done the dishes. You're He's, damn right, he has. Joe's changed that. Joe's diaper. run it twice. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you, Joe loads that dishwasher the way Jill tells him to load that dishwasher. Yes, ma'am. However you say, Jill. Doctor Biden. Don't have Biden. to tell me twice, Doctor Biden. Doctor. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> You know he has, but they're like they're they're humans. There's humanity in them, and yes. you can see it. And it's such a refreshing change. I will never, I, I will never understand how the the past four years happened. I'll never uh, understand it in my life. All right, well, one last one for you. What does uh what does dishwasher safe or conversely not dishwasher safe mean to you? <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole long thing, man. We had do, this do, argument. Do we, do we really follow these guidelines or uh, or not? I do. Okay. I do if it's something that I like. I, yeah. I have. There's this bowl that we have that it was a gift. And You're like talking about it in hushed tones, it must be very I, special. It's not. <laughs> I want it to die. <laughs> so, so like. You know, there, you can use the dishwasher safe angle uh, to your advantage, truthfully, sure. yeah. if there's something you want to get rid of. But for the yeah. most part, yeah, like I, I, I heed the warnings. I've had to have some conversations with Aaron of like, yeah, babe, you put this thing <laughs> and it shouldn't have gone in there. And yeah. please don't do that again. He's really now good it doesn't it. screw on right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Accidentally dishwashed our soda stream bottles. Oof. RIP. Um, yeah. I don't wash those. That's probably not what? a great idea, but it's just water. Like, but, what? I just rinse it out. I don't put any <laughs> any flavoring in it. It's literally just the water. Okay, but do you not wash your glasses? Yeah, but you... my mouth touches those. Okay, but if you left the a soda glass stream, of... I just shoot. Nothing there's ever touches. There's stuff in water, Justin. There's organisms. There's minerals. There's. Oh yeah, you may have to give Jared a lecture as well because we both do the same with our stainless steel coffee cups. Oh, we just God. rinse them out for days on end. <laughs> the... uh... Oh Jesus, we're gonna need another segment. <laughs> wash your shit justin i i periodically wash the coffee cup when it needs to be but i mostly i fill it i drink it i rinse it out i use it again tomorrow i mean i mean yes like i've i've got my my yeti here and i yeah. I, I use it for that's days what i'm on talking end. about that's what i'm I talking use it for about days on end, but eventually i wash it yeah yeah like when i get to a cycle where it's like oh it's almost full i can have my coffee cup like yeah 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 i'm not saying we never wash it but okay, we but don't wash it every never... day okay but you're saying you never wash your soda, the stream, soda bottles. stream bottles i have i'm not sure that i have washed them since the first time i washed them when i first got them no that's not true i washed them when we moved i rinsed them out don't don't, just, <laughs> don't put them in the dishwasher because they'll melt i'm but not please. going to Please just take a bottle brush. Just get, just please. Thank you, Adrian. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a couple years older than you, but, um, you know, so is, uh, but, but your stepmother is a couple years younger than you. So I, I understand that the, the age is all relative. <laughs> it is all relative, man. <laughs> it is indeed. Well, let me tell you, this has been a blast, much like following you on Twitter. 
and uh, getting to know you. And I wish you all the success in the world. I hope that you are soon uh, making bank off pillows alone and uh, just, you know, swimming in a, in a, in a swimming pool full of uh, feathers or, or actually you don't use feathers, don't but, use feathers. Um, of, of uh, foam beads or whatever it is that, cash is, that your cash heart be fine. desires. Oh, you'll go full Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Deal. Absolutely. Deal. Man, yeah. this is great. Thank you so much. I feel very honored to uh, have been invited on here. It was, a, it was a bold move and I appreciate you. Well, that was tons of fun for me, and I hope it was for you too, but uh, if not, oh well, we'll, we'll go our separate ways. Uh, I guess a podcast about doing the dishes is not for everyone, uh, but hopefully it was for you and you enjoyed it, and you will rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, particularly on Apple Podcasts. That helps the algorithms that uh, get the show out to more people and just spread the word. Uh, I think there's something to be said for relating to others right now about uh menial tasks like doing the dishes and I've heard a lot of friends say that uh, they really found it peaceful to listen to it and enjoyable and I hope you have a few laughs as well. I have sure enjoyed doing it. Hope you enjoy listening just as much. That's going to do it for me this time. Next week we got Tony Red Bruin, former Syracuse basketball star and absolute hoops legend and a wonderful guy doing great things in his community which happens to be my community. So this one's going to be a little closer to home. Until next time, keep those dishes done.